Welcome to the Moviga Podcast. I'm Stephen Ridley, joined tonight by Austin Bevins. Um, this is our second episode in the third week of our doing this. Last week, uh, we took a break because I was super sick. Um, it doesn't happen very often. It was kind of a fluke. I even went to the doctor, and I never go to the doctor, so it was pretty serious. Um, so sorry about that. For those of you who may have been following us from week one, um, thanks for sticking around. Um, so thanks so much for listening. Before we get started, um, just a little bit about this podcast for those of you who are new. Um, this is the Moviga podcast. We're discussing all things movies, video games, anything that's particularly interesting to us uh, in the or or popular in the geek realm. So we'll be talking movies, video games, uh, comics, any kind of games like Magic the Gathering or something like that that uh, is kind of in that realm. So if that sort of thing interests you, please consider following us so you can uh, stay up to date. We're going to try to post weekly unless I get very sick, but hopefully that won't happen again. So uh, thanks for listening. Without further ado, let's get started. Um, Austin, how you doing, dude? Doing well, Steve. How about you? I'm okay. Good to have I'm you back. I'm still a little bit sick. <laughs> I know. It's all um, good. Hopefully I don't cough like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So first on the list, we got the new Pokemon games. Yes. A new, like, um, what do they call it? Like a new actual entry in the series. Yeah. So this is going to be, these are Pokemon Sword and Shield. And this is um, exclusive for the Nintendo Switch. That's right, baby. So it's like, it kind of looks like, you know, basically a brand new um triple a pokemon title basically from the ground up yeah built to kind of probably play along the same lines as pokemon games have been playing at least with the main series uh just like on a brand new system brand new graphics presentation probably gameplay as well with the switch having so many different controller configurations and that uh touch screen and that kind of stuff whatever it is oh yeah so uh i don't know from the trailer that i saw it looks really really good i love the presentation it looks so so nice everything looks really crisp yeah. uh, lots of colors um I would imagine the gameplay is going to be a little bit similar to what they did with Pokemon X and Y, where they kind of got off of the grid style of movement. Yeah. So they they have kind of always been trying to get off of that, it seems like, instead of just being able to move four directions, you know. But when the 3DS came out and Pokemon X and Y came out, it was a lot easier for them to kind of make it feel like a little bit more of a typical adventure style game mm-hmm. than just being like on a set path in yeah. like a Pokemon game. So. This looks like it's going to take it even further than that. Maybe some actual like area exploration mm-hmm. kind of stuff, um, which is really exciting. That could be, you know, that could be like a staple of this current generation of video games, especially yeah. as if you're a Pokemon fan. Obviously, this is like number one in your list right now. So yeah, I feel like everything that they were saying was kind of like stuff I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I mean, one of them even said, like, uh, it was either the producer or director or somebody was talking about how they're trying to make, like, the best version of Pokemon. Obviously, yes. I guess every iteration would try to do that. But um, I – so I haven't really – I've never really, really played a Pokemon game. I mean, I've played a lot of Pokemon Go. Um, mm-hmm. I played a little bit of Ruby, I think. Okay. My friend got it, had it, and, he was, and I was like kind of wanting to get into it. And he was like, here you go. And I was like, oh, cool. And I played for like a week. And I yeah. I don't know. That was back when I would just only like playing multiplayer games. Now that I'm more in a single player, I feel like I might get into it. Yeah. Um, but I've been really excited about 
this announcement because you know they had Pokemon Eevee and 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 Pikachu. Yeah, and they kind of teased this a while back. So, um, the way they were describing it makes it seem like it's it's uh, kind of what I was hoping for. Yeah, um, I will say when the trailer started and it kind of started showing the world and it kind of looks not photorealistic, but I guess in that sort of Zelda look, I was like, okay, sweet. And then they showed the characters and I was like, those look like Nintendo DS characters. Like, (laughs) can you do something? So, um, they almost look like Pokemon go characters in a way. Honestly. So I was a little bit disappointed with that. I was, I don't know, uh, Kyle. We talked about uh, our friend. He he's always said, like, dude, if they were to make like a f- uh, what do you call it, um, like a, a Bioware or a, who who did um, the Skyrim games and stuff? Oh, like Bethesda. Bethesda. He was sure. like, they did like a Bethesda style Pokemon game, like yeah. open world. He was like, dude, I'd be all in. Obviously, that would kind of lose some of the charm of Pokemon, I guess. But yeah. Um, I I just love Breath of the Wild so much. I'm I'm kind of hoping it's like that. Um, I, I mean, I don't mind the art style of even the Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, um, mm-hmm. and, and this art style looks pretty cool. Um, there were just some points where I was like, ah, oh, man, I just hope it isn't like a 3ds game on your Switch. Yeah, I just I right. just want a little bit more because because sometimes in the the trailer, like the camera's like pulled so far back, I was like, no, get like get up in there, you yeah, know, the action yeah. stuff. Um, but I guess that's just kind of a little complaint. Um, but I'm excited for it. Um, so the three starter Pokemon are Grookey, who looks like kind of a little monkey, Mm -hmm. grass type, uh, grass type. They said he's like curious or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there's score bunny. Who's obviously a bunny, um, who's fire type. And then Sobble, who's like, I don't know what he looks like. He looks like a (laughs) before frog type. The evolution of some a frog kind of like in between a tadpole and a frog yeah, on. who knows? Um, he looks pretty cool. He was like uh, invisible at first. Yeah, he had. Were little... they all invisible? I feel like there was one point in the trailer where I was like, I don't remember seeing that. I remember seeing uh, Sobble do the little like camouflage thing, gotcha. whatever it was. Um, but yeah, to me, Sobble probably looked the most interesting yeah. out of all of them. Even though I generally don't go for the water type if I'm Same. starting a new Pokemon game, but. Um, I don't know. It's like, obviously, it's going to be difficult to keep coming up with new great Pokemon yeah. every single time. Like, they nailed it a couple of times. Like, I think a lot of people like the starters from Gen 4 and obviously the originals and stuff. But, um, yeah, Sobble looks cool. I mean, I'm sure they'll have tons of new Pokemon and, you know, fit as many as the of the old ones as they can into the game, too. Yeah. So, so. This is my lack of Pokemon knowledge. Yeah. Is it is it different? Three different starters every single like, um, every like generation, every generation, uh, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So you would go uh, b- bar a few exceptions, probably if they did. I can't remember if like I know on DS they did uh, Diamond and Pearl, and those all had their own set of starters, and then they did also did Black and White on the DS, but I think they did Black and White too as like a sequel to black and white, but I can't remember if that had different starters than black and white or not. Hmm. But generally, yeah, it would be different starters every like generation. Yeah. And you would start in a new region or whatever. So. I gotcha. This is the Galar region. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks pretty interesting. It's, it's, it's kind of doing what a lot of open world games are doing now where it's like, 
it just happens to like go into different biomes, I guess, yeah. where it's like down yeah. further down is like hotter and then further up is snow. Even though it was like there was snow and then even further up it was just like grass or something. It was weird. But um It all makes sense somehow. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> uh but the map looks cool. Yeah. Um I think it it's almost like some of the settings almost look like steampunky almost. Yeah, like, yeah. I got that vibe a little bit yeah. too. Yeah, I'm not sure what to make of that, but you know, I guess they can kind of really go in any direction with on the new system with like a new brand new Pokemon game. They could kind of really I feel like they could get away with a lot and try a lot of new things, especially since I would expect if this game does really well, I would almost guarantee another like main series iteration on Nintendo yeah. Switch before whatever's next, I don't know, possibly. Yeah. So, um so so tell me about the just touch on this briefly just because i don't understand exactly okay i'll try the two different versions of one game sword and shield black and white red and yellow all that yeah yeah yeah, definitely so the main thing is that there are going to be some pokemon that you can't get in one that you can get in the other um but it's usually like balanced out so hmm. let's say for example like in diamond and pearl the diamond and pearl was like my favorite at the time so i'll, I'll just use that as a reference um it's typically the legendary that's on the box you can only gotcha. get it in that game so in pearl you can only get palkia and diamond you can only get dialga there are gotcha. a few like common and rare pokemon that are that fall into that same category mm-hmm. where it's only in one game versus the other, but generally the game plays exactly the same. Um, it, you could pretty much flip a coin I got you. to decide which one you want. Interesting. Yeah. So with this one though, I feel like uh, people put a little bit too much thought into which one they're going to get. Obviously, if you hate the the look of the legendary on the box, just get the other one. Yeah. But if they're if you're kind of fifty fifty. People start thinking about the name like Diamond and Burl. Oh, Diamond's way more valuable oh than Burl. Let gosh. me get that. <laughs> so Sword and Shield. Oh, Sword's way cooler than having a shield. Let me get Pokemon Sword. I did think about that. I was like, what about the shield will make this game different? Yeah. I wonder how they came up. I guess they just ran out of colors. and Sure. Yeah. They ran out of colors and had to go to some other elements. To- yeah, random thing. <laughs> That's fine. Well, um, it looks interesting. I mean... Yes. Like I said, I haven't played a ton of Pokemon games, but it looks like there's a little, maybe a little bit of like you own a home and maybe a little bit of customization in there. I'm not really sure. That is pretty cool. Um, if they were able to introduce some, I don't know, I don't want to say like Animal Crossing style elements, but mm-hmm. that would be something pretty interesting. I'm sure it wouldn't be anywhere near that deep. Yeah. But if you could have like a like a hub or something like in the middle of the world that she would come back to maybe somewhere that you would like store your own pokemon instead of sending them yes. off to the professor or whatever that would yeah. be that'd be pretty interesting i feel like people would like that i'd be interested to see if there will be any multiplayer elements so typically correct me if i'm wrong but it's mm-hmm. typically just been like you trade with other people and that's pretty much it and and some battles maybe there have been battles um trading and even I think in some of the ones on DS, they introduced um, like doubles trainers battles where you could fight like a I think it was the train. So it's kind of like just fighting a gym that's like levels. So mm. you and a friend could team up with your own two teams and fight two Pokemon at the same time from the other team. But yeah, a, a little bit of multiplayer. Obviously, it's mainly built for single player. Yeah. But 
I, I could see, I could definitely see there being trading, uh, maybe battling and maybe teaming up to fight a gym or something like that, possibly. Mm. So that'd be sweet. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of watching the trailer now, and I don't know. I guess these these starter Pokemon don't really like jump at me. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. So the, a lot of times that'll be the case where you know the the first evolution doesn't look all that great, doesn't look exciting at all, mm-hmm. but. A lot of times you'll keep that starter on your team throughout the whole game because yeah. it's just that it's good enough. Yeah. So like, for example, in um, in Pearl, I started with um, Turtwig, which was the the grass type, the little turtle mm-hmm. turtle guy, and he ends up becoming actually one of the biggest Pokemon in the game Ooh. over over time after his final evolution. So hmm. it's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. Also. One other thing, sorry to cut you off. Okay, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> um, a lot of Pokemon are now dual types, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to see if those starters actually have a second type to what it's obvious that they are. Hmm. So, like for Turtwig, for example, was uh, grass and ground type. Hmm. Um, sometimes that doesn't happen until the second or third evolution, but it's pretty normal for most Pokemon, even basic Pokemon that have been around um, since the beginning of the Pokemon games to have a secondary type as well now. Interesting. So, yep. That could be cool. Yeah. Well, I uh, like I said, I haven't played a ton of them. Um, I'll, if this one continues to look impressive and, and you know, I'm sure I'll get a little bit of FOMO, like you know, mm-hmm. want to play it. Definitely. Um, but it looks it looks pretty sweet. I mean, some of the, some of the locations look fun to explore, mm-hmm. like the towns and everything. And there's looks like there's a gym and and uh, yeah, I think it'll look cool. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. Definitely. I know. Um, I know a few people who were kind of like don't have a Switch yet because they were kind of holding out for a big Pokemon game. So. Yeah. Hopefully, this will be their turning point. Yes. Hopefully, we'll see. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to the next topic, um, Anthem. Oh, man. Yeah. Getting a lot of hate, dude. A, a lot of hate. I feel like everyone has a pretty pretty similar opinion on this right now. A lot of people are just saying, you know, it's a really well-designed game yeah. um, with just a really large lack, lack of content, mm-hmm. which is really surprising to me because of uh, just the the games that Bioware has developed in the past are just yeah. absolutely packed with content. It's almost like you don't know what to do next because yeah. there's so much to do next. Um, even even with stuff that's not maybe as explorable as maybe some of the Mass Effect games, yeah. it's still like there's so many side missions. Mm-hmm. It's like you could spend 60 hours playing through that game. Which yeah. It's crazy. But with this game, apparently, you know, really not not on the same caliber as yeah. the stuff they've done in the past. Which is disappointing because I feel like a lot of people were like so burned from Destiny and it was like, okay, Bioware's making one. This yeah. is going to be great. Yeah, And it's like, I don't know if it's worse. I mean, I haven't played it, but it seems to be to be getting way more hate than Destiny 1 or 2 ever did, yeah. and at you, least at first. You did play the Destiny games. I know you at yeah. least played the first one, right? I played both of them. Both of them, okay. And I liked them a lot for a few months. Right, right. And then... Which yeah, I just kind of fell off. You know, when you say it that way, I like playing a game for a couple months seems like you really get your money's worth out of it. Yeah. But I, if you think about it, these games are really designed to be played over like a year or years. Yeah. So if you're if people are complaining that the campaign is too short and the game's only been out for weeks, that's a really bad sign. Yeah. Especially when you consider if EA's at 
all in charge of what content comes next, you can almost guarantee it's going to cost you money to get yeah. something. It's uh, EA, dude. I mean, I feel like they just are getting, uh, <laughs> ruining some, everything. I mean, making some uh, interesting decisions. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, which is a shame. I mean, they've been around for a long time, obviously. Mates uh, been in had their hand in um, some amazing titles yeah. in the past. I mean, Apex Legends is under EA, I think. Oh, I honestly, for some reason, didn't even know that until you just said that. But now, <laughs> now that you're saying it, I, I can see the logo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, and we're big fans of that game. Yeah, so. <laughs> we're pros, dude. We got a win. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm sick. You can't make me cough. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I I was gonna get this game until like a couple weeks before. And I was like, ah. I mean, you pre-ordered. It. I had it pre-ordered. Put five down on it. GameStop called me. I never showed up. Oh, whoops. Hey, we're here. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I thought about maybe heading down there, and I, I really had. I was going back and forth. Yeah, I almost flipped a coin on it, but. You know, just right now, I don't really feel the need to. Still playing Apex Legends, still liking it, so I'm just going to wait until I absolutely need something else to play before I I even think about it. I saw a trailer for some new Red Dead Online content. It's still beta right now, I think. Yeah. But I was like, dude, we need to do some of that. That would be great, yeah. But I was was really hoping for Anthem. I mean, we were just talking about how um, I really – I want a game like that that's really good. Yes. To uh, just you know level up and and and, mm-hmm. and progress a character and have fun doing that. But all just all the hate beforehand and yeah. and all the warning signs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, oof, yeah. maybe we should wait. And then uh, the day before or whatever, IGN came out and gave it a six point five or something. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it, I'm gonna pass. It's it's really unfortunate because you know you have almost everything there. Uh, you have apparently, without playing the game and knowing for myself, uh, great uh, things have been said about the combat, the controls, like uh, yeah. the movement, just everything. Um, even some people have said that the storyline is good in itself. Uh, just everything is just, you know, once you do it once and then you just do it over and over and then yeah. the game's over pretty much. I yeah, I I've, I I feel like the the one thing I keep hearing is that it's like, beautiful like it's yeah. an amazing looking game um downgraded a little bit from e3 maybe yeah um but i i i i occasionally watch one guy on youtube called cacus hd i think and um he does a lot of uh, anthem content and one thing he said was that you know it it is a little bit repetitive he did he does kind of enjoy the story but um he mentioned one thing that was kind of like, it is repetitive, but at least in Destiny it was repetitive mm-hmm. to where it was just like first person shooting, you just shoot. Yeah, it's and this one it's repetitive, basically. but it's the controls and and gameplay and flying and like dropping bombs and stuff is just so much fun. Where it's kind of like, it's still fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like so, it can continue to be fun even yeah. after hours. Yeah. So I I'm I still have a little bit of hope for it. Um, I don't know when games are are just have so much hate when they first come out. I, I get worried that they're not going to put as much work into it or whatever. Yeah, but I'm hoping that they'll uh, continue with their plan, maybe ramp it up a little bit to try to get players into it. Because, mm-hmm. um, like I said, I really wanted it, and, and it looks a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just you know obviously heard that it's repetitive and it's just a lot of fetch quests basically. Sure, yeah, um, and that. 
it's like it's people were upset about Destiny's end game. So I may be wrong in this, but so Anthem put all their work into the end game to where it was right. like the campaign was over in like two seconds. And then it was like, now you're in the end game. And it's like, it's, it, it just like, um, it just ramps up in difficulty, like super quickly and that kind of thing. Mm. And yeah, people are just kind of bummed about that. Yeah. Um, but I hope that, um, uh, you know, it, it, it continues and I'd like to play it. I mean, I don't, I don't like for games to do bad, no. to ever, ever do poorly, but, um, it's it's EA man. I just I yeah. feel bad, but like they just they I guess guess they just got to keep learning some lessons. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll it'll continue to grow and maybe we'll come to it one day. Yep, I agree. I would love to um, support Bioware. I'm a big fan of stuff yeah. they've done in the past. So if there can if there are any changes or fixes, patches, whatever content added that. Anything like that that can happen, I hope it does. And yeah. that would it would be awesome to jump into that game, I feel like. You feel bad for these um game companies like BioWare and Dice yeah. who get uh you know, involved with companies like EA because you know, Dice made like an incredible Battlefront game. I I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's just when EA comes in and says, You gotta put this in there so we can make money, make sure you like lengthen this out so that, you know, there's this amount of time before between whatever yeah. so um and and i know that was a big thing around dice because people at dice were just like dude we just want to make a great game we're sorry this is all happening yeah so and then bioware with this and and that was why it was such a big deal when um i guess bungie left activision yes so yeah, yeah, so yeah. they're doing their own thing now so they're not uh, going to be restrained by you know big brother making sure they do things certain ways they can make their own artistic game yeah and that's exciting yeah when you can when hopefully you can you know trust someone like this if for example if like bioware went out on their own got under out from under the umbrella i'm sure they could put out something super quality something that they were really proud of and not have to worry about any kind of marketing goals whatever so that would be nice yeah well we'll see agreed yep all right, uh, moving on. Um, so some new games, uh, games with gold and games with PS4, whatever games with PS4 is called, PS Plus games, I don't really know. Yeah, PS Plus. Um, for the month of March, what do we have for uh, Xbox? We have Adventure Time, uh, Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare 2, mm. and then Republic Commando is like 360, but if you have backwards compatibility, I guess it works on Xbox One. And same with that is Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. So, um, the Adventure Time game, I didn't really look too much into. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't watch that show a ton, but, I mean, it's free. I mean, yeah. might, might check it out. <laughs> yeah. um, I've never played Plants vs. Zombies. I'm not big on, like, what do you call those? Tower Warfare? Tower, uh, it's like Tower, tower defense, defense type yeah. of games. Yeah, I think that these, um, the, the Garden Warfare is mm-hmm. actually, like, the, um, it's like the dice made first person shooter version oh shoot. i think that's what those are okay so 
still probably not really yeah, <laughs> but um but that's pretty interesting i know yeah. those games were like pretty well received but probably just didn't have a huge audience yeah um, i don't know um republic commando though that's like a really nice yeah. throwback we talked about that a little while back yeah uh, i think my friend let me borrow that on xbox yeah and it's almost like it was almost like a halo game right pretty much yeah, yeah. A, a halo game with a little bit of rainbow six like squad commands mm-hmm. and stuff like that i remember that was like one of the first games um like on xbox that i remember shooting an enemy and it was usually like an alien star wars game you know so you would get alien blood on your visor and it, oh, like you'd have to like yeah. wipe it off or whatever and i, I remember cool. i just remember like seeing that and being like wow Whoa, this is amazing real. <laughs> that's cool yeah uh metal gear rising revengeance i don't know if i'll really get into that uh, wait is that the the zombie Oh, it might be, but honestly, I don't know. I'm, Wait, I'm no, because sure. it wouldn't be on it would, 360. It would be, it would probably be one of those where you don't play as Snake. I yeah, it's probably one of those like random that. spinoffs or whatever. Not sure, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> probably going to skip all those, honestly. I mean, so Republic Commando, can you can you download that on your Xbox One, I guess? I, I would assume so. Um, I, I didn't get much information from that from the listen. I, yeah. I haven't even turned on my Xbox One in Me neither. a while. <laughs> so. Yeah, I feel bad. I'm but, keeping around for Halo Infinite. We'll see. I hear you. Um, so I feel like, I mean, this might just be me being hater, but the PlayStation games are a little better. Um, so move over to PS plus games. We got modern warfare HD. Yeah. That's, the, the HD remake. That's pretty sweet. It's pretty darn good. Yeah. <laughs> especially how, especially since that, that game came with one of the call of duty games and everybody was like, you're making me buy this to get this. What did it come with? I can't remember. Maybe, uh, it came with something. Was it a? Advan- a it wasn't Advanced Warfare. It was one of. The, it was. Um, was it Black Ops? Th- it was. It was like between Advanced Warfare and Black Ops Three. I can't remember. There's so many of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll be cool to download. I mean, that was. That was like the first of the like. This is what first-person shooter games are now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it really was kind of at that turning point and yeah. probably led the way for that. Um, I know, obviously, like um, Halo. GoldenEye and Halo. And all all that, that kind of stuff. That was obviously like groundbreaking at right. the time. But for the modern age of shooters, I feel like that same formula is still used yeah. and still used Everything. in Call of Duty games. So. Yeah, so that was a good one. I remember playing the campaign, and and it was so cinematic, even though it was a first-person shooter, and I just, I loved it. So you got that game and The Witness, which I've heard a lot about. I've never played it, but that's like the kind of walking, it's not a walking simulator, but it's like a lot of walking and some puzzles and that kind of thing. Yeah, this was something I was actually pretty excited about when I saw um, the... E3 trailers, I guess it was uh, years ago now, Hmm. Um, but it just looked really cool. I just felt like um, I didn't know really what what kind of audience this game would have, so I was a little worried about it and never actually got it uh, like at the time of its release, but it was always something that I was kind of had my eye on, I guess, and now that it's on PlayStation Plus, I'm definitely going to be downloading that. Yeah, for sure. 
Kind of reminds me of like maybe a little bit nicer presentation, uh, Mist. If you ever played any of those games, mm, that sounds kind um, of. I'm sure it's not anywhere near as hardcore as the Mist games are. Those are extremely difficult puzzle mm. games that give you no context or clues to beat the puzzles in. Awesome. <laughs> so not not that much fun. But this looks like I don't know something a little more rewarding, something a little nicer to look at, probably. Mm. So I'm excited for that. That that's going to be sweet. Yeah. Also, it's on a lot of platforms right now. Uh, it's on Windows, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, uh, Mac OS, and iOS. So oh so, shoot, not on Switch. Uh, not on Switch as of right now. Yet. Yeah. But yeah, free on uh, PlayStation Four with PS Plus. That's cool. Honestly, even if I like don't really care to play the game right now when it's free, I just go download it. Yep. And then delete it, and then you have it if you ever want to play exactly. it. Exactly. I've done that for a lot of games. Just Cause 3, Mafia 3, lots of games. Saints Row 3. Just kidding. That was a 3, so I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'll probably check those out. Uh, Xbox, if I can get Republic Command, I'll probably do that. Um, if I can even, like, find batteries for my controller <laughs> that I haven't turned on in a while. Um, so that's cool. Yep. Um, last thing we want to talk about... Um, I just saw this today. Um, Topher Grace and one other guy whose name I can't remember made a Star Wars trailer that, I mean, it had every single Star Wars movie in it so far, which was pretty sweet. Yeah, very cool looking. Um, If I'm not mistaken, I could be totally wrong on this, but I feel like this is like a cut that he made, or he may have done something similar to this a while ago. It's like it's like when a fan edit comes out of mm-hmm. like the Star Wars. It's usually the prequels that people mess with. Yeah, I feel like he already did this, but maybe with like the Blu-ray release of um, Last Jedi not being that long ago, mm-hmm. uh, maybe he was able to update it or maybe oh, finish yeah. it off or something like that. Um, I don't know if, if it's just a trailer to to be a trailer and not actually be for anything mm-hmm. because typically. Um, consumers would never be able to watch this uh, because it's right. not being distributed by uh, Disney now, yeah. I guess would be the case. So, I mean, it looked amazing. It looked like it was piling every Star Wars movie in chronological order and somehow meshing them all together yeah. in a way better way than the prequels yeah. did, in my opinion, which is really, really I can't imagine how difficult that has to be with there being so many Star Wars movies now. And it looked yes. like he used clips from every single one of them and even some deleted scenes. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. The the ones with him and Biggs. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Luke, like putting his lightsaber together. And were there some of the new ones? I can't remember. But I mean, you really got to be a fan to like. I mean, he loaded it with him and with Luke and Biggs. I was yeah. like, "Geez, dude, this wasn't even in the movie." You've been <laughs> that like a whole People don't remember plot this. Point. Yeah, but it's cool. I've seen um, a couple fan edits of the prequels just on YouTube. Mm-hmm. They're typically like a, around what a Star Wars movie would be in length, so around two and a half hours. Yeah. One that I saw that I was really a big fan of was let me get the name right. I think it was called. Re- fall of the jedi Hmm. um it is cut in a way that makes anakin's turn to the dark side seem way more natural Hmm. um it also makes a lot of the characters way more likable somehow it like it takes a lot of stuff out of episode one 
there's very very little episode one sad like face. It, it is a little bit sad and i'm with you on that because i know you and i both are fans of the phantom menace well, but it does take out a lot of the boring parts obviously you still get to see maul and qui-gon and everything yeah, i always so. fast forwarded the courtroom scenes when i was a kid <laughs> so yeah follow the jedi on youtube if you get a chance to check that out it's uh pretty sweet it like i don't know there is there are some problems with it like yeah. s- maybe for someone who had never seen star wars before you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to follow it as easy. Right. But I mean, most people have seen the Star Wars movies yeah. at this point. So, so is it so that match up or mash up all three of the prequels? All three of the prequels, yes. Gotcha. In in one. It kind of feels a lot more like just two and three mashed together. Mm-hmm. Um and just one is kind of more like introducing some of the more main characters. Uh but it's really good. I mean it it has a lot of action in it. Obviously it squeezes yeah. in all the great um Lightsaber duels from the prequels, so, oh, so good, dude. that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then it actually uses. I just remembered this. The very end of this fan edit has the song that they used in the first trailer for the Force Awakens, which was Ooh. a really, really good yeah. version of that John Williams thing. And then at the end, like when it gets really big, it has those like big drum hits on like the force theme or whatever. Oh yeah. Super, super good. Sorry to go on so long about this edit, but, but yeah, I mean, Topher Grace, um, obviously (laughs) it's pretty random. Um, you would probably expect, um, I don't know. I could think of just so many other people that might Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is probably the first one that you think of. Um, but I don't know. I guess everybody loves Star Wars, and if you have the ability or you have the reach to kind of do something like this, mm-hmm. and you really, really, um, I don't know, feel like it's something that you want to get your hands in, then go for it. Dude. Go for it. Toe for it, dude. Go for it. Toe for it. Just toe for it, dude. But if it is something that is going to be available to watch, I'm hundred percent. Oh yeah, dude. That. I feel like it's probably just a trailer, sadly. It is probably most likely. And even if it was something that was actually made, there's almost no chance any of any of us could ever yeah. see it. So maybe just his friends. Him and his friends. Him and his friends could watch it. Just try to be his friend it. and you can watch it. <laughs> so if if uh, you want to check it out, it's I think it was on his Twitter or I just looked up YouTube. Uh, it's like the Star Wars Always trailer. Yeah, it's about and five the, minutes long, yeah. I think. It's so. pretty sweet. It kind of got me, you know... There's a lot of like fatigue with Star Wars, which is just everywhere now. Yeah. And um, I do get a little fatigued with it. But when I see something like that, I'm just like, oh, yeah, Star Wars, dude. Yeah. I mean, you know how I feel about Last Jedi. And, you know, it was, it was a fun movie, but pretty darn flawed, in my opinion. Not yeah. just because he, uh, Ryan Johnson, kind of ruined Luke a little bit, but also just some, just some plot points. I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, which I'm not getting into that because we'll be on our night. Um, but I really hope – I mean, I, I think J.J. Abrams is, like, one of my favorite directors. I think he's really good. He's so the business so consistently good. Yeah. Uh, maybe not anything mind-blowingly amazing, um, arguably. i right. big fan of, like, the Star Trek reboots, obviously. Yes. But just, like, r- just really good movies, one after the other. Yeah. I'm like, where were you for last year? dude. What, what lost. Were you, what were you doing? Talking about lost. Oh, yeah. That's true. Um, that's right. But um, – yeah, actually, this is a crazy rumor, and I think I only heard it on this one random like conspiracy Star Wars YouTube channel. Okay. But I, I, 
the guy was saying that George Lucas was a little bit involved in episode nine as far as like he okay. walked on set or something. Well, yeah, that's what he, it might, just, it could just be like, you know, Disney producers just trying to be like, we got George Lucas back for this one. And George Lucas like just, walked just on. to be able to yeah. say it. Yeah. But, um, this guy's saying that there were some, there's some flashback scenes with a young Luke and that George kind of directed them. I don't know how true that is, hmm. but, um, I guess I'd be down. I mean, George Lucas is is George Lucas. Um, I I I love Star Wars. I'm not as like, you know, uh, loyal to him. I guess as a lot of people are. I mean, sure, I think yeah. prequels are great to me because I grew up with them. I don't think they're like great movies, but um, yeah. I mean, if that rumor is true, it, it could be kind of cool. I guess. So when you say young Luke, um, just younger. Probably after Return of the Jedi, or I don't know. He just said young Luke, some flashback scenes. Because that would make me think of I'm not trying to watch uh, Luke uh, farming on tattoo. Oh, I know, like that dude. Yeah, Uh, but it would be cool to see him directly after Return of the Jedi because that's like the coolest Luke ever. Yep. But well, the title of the video was like. Episode nine is going to fix Luke. Thank God, George Lucas helping direct or something like that. Oh, uh, okay. okay. So sounds like clickbait. Yeah, it really does. But <laughs> um, I'm going to pretend it's real. And uh, I mean, we can definitely be hopeful. I mean, that's I don't know. I I feel like that at this point that can't really be a bad thing, especially if J.J. Abrams is involved as much. Yeah. So I'm. I mean, that's fine with me. Yeah. Totally fine. Agreed. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. Uh, thank you so much for listening, Austin. Thanks for being here, sir. Absolutely. My pleasure, You're a gentleman Steve. and a scholar. I'll do my best. Um, if you haven't followed, subscribed yet, please consider doing so. Like I said, we're going to try to post an episode every week, so you'll want to follow to keep up with that. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one. Peace.